Hello, and welcome to The Updown. I'm your host, Courtney Bradley. The Updown is a place where business owners can learn how to create kick-ass workspaces where their people and their company thrive. So today, I am thrilled to be talking with Alex Brasco, who is Chief Innovation Officer at the City of Kansas City, Missouri. Welcome, Alex. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, just to give listeners a little bit uh, of your bio, mm-hmm. um, you serve as in, in Kansas City, Missouri's innovation office, yep. uh, working on the Smart Cities Initiative. Mm-hmm. You are focused on innovation, integrating technologies into city operations, mm-hmm. integrated data, data privacy, public safety, smart and smart city strategy development. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. That's it. <laughs> Um, you've led organizations and managed programs that conduct data analysis on space and sci- cyberspace capabilities. Yep, in a previous life, that's right. Okay, and you bring 22 years experience on managing large-scale large critical projects within the Department of Defense and municipal government, nationally and internationally. That's, that's it. You're a big deal. <laughs> you make it sound good. <laughs> that's intense. Um, you are also retired U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel. Yep. Very good. Yep, and just you, recently. Yep, that's what you said. Yep. That's uh, exciting. Thank you for your service. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're the first guest who has been on our program who is specifically focused on innovation. Clearly, it's in your title, and um, that is your responsibility within the city. So, um, first of all, I want you to tell us how you transitioned from the military into your role as Chief Innovation Officer, and then tell us a little bit about that role itself. Sure, sure. So, uh, Department of Defense, um, the Army specifically, does a really good job uh, with transitioning soldiers uh, as they leave the military, getting them prepared for civilian life. And uh, Fort Leavenworth, where I ended up after 22 years, uh, kind of putting down roots here in this area, um, has a great program. Uh, We have a uh, Honoring Our Heroes uh, Corporate Fellowship Program. There's a uh, Veterans Local Government Management Fellowship Program as well. Uh, Ursula McCarthy at Fort Leavenworth kind of leads that program, and she she does a great job of uh, offering up and connecting with local businesses um, corporations uh, and and through the Veterans Local Government Fellowship Program through ICMA, the International City uh, County Managers Association. Uh, there's another program there, and that's what I ended up doing. So so I went I went through those programs. I had an option to go be a, a program manager with Cerner, okay, uh, to do a fellowship with them, and then I had an option to try City Hall, uh, and uh, I ended up selecting City Hall <laughs> just because I thought that would be really interesting to Public learn. Public service. Yeah, and, and actually the service, the public servicing is a big deal uh, to me personally. Yeah. And I do kind of believe in that. I like to help people out. So uh, I decided to go with that, and it was an awesome uh, four-month fellowship with the city. They got a lot of free labor out of me, uh, and then they were nice enough. Uh, Bob Bennett, uh, the previous chief innovation officer, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of took me under his wing, uh, and then Dave Evans, the chief uh, information officer, uh, also uh, helped out from that perspective, and they both got me into City Hall, and um, I, I took over the Chief Innovation Officer position for Bob Bennett, and uh, that's where I've been for the past six months or so. I was going to say, you've been uh, April? Was that uh, April, we kind of, that's when Bob ended up leaving, yep, okay. and then officially May 1st, I took over. Okay, but your and fellowship I, was that four months Fellowship was that. the more, yep, exactly. Okay. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as I mentioned, you're the first guest who is specifically focused on innovation and you're really active on LinkedIn, which I love. So, and that's part of the reason why, um, I think I connected with you on LinkedIn and then I saw some of the things that you were posting and I'm like, this guy, this is a guy I need to have. I think, I think the social media aspect of LinkedIn is very interesting. I mean, there's, there's Twitter. I got a Twitter account and, uh, 
maybe it's just a preference thing, but I know a lot of people that do a lot of their social media, uh, you know, advertising, whatever it is on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. uh, just because it, it's, it's sort of a little, maybe a, a more professional forum. It is. And it's funny. I, I'm interested sometimes when people get a little too, um, personal, more like something that would be more appropriate on Facebook mm-hmm. <laughs> and, or they get a little too political, right. um, in, in more of the bringing out the negative side of, you right. know, elections or whatever. Yeah. And people shut them down pretty quickly. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, this isn't the platform. You should try these others. Honestly, um, of, of all the connections I have, I can, I can only think of one that posts anything political. Yeah. It's and, crazy. And I don't really and see. I, I hope it doesn't ever change yeah. because it's, it's a great, place for educating and for learning and you know like I got to meet you so Mm -hmm, that's cool mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but can you share your perspective on the importance of innovation not only in municipalities but just in companies in general sure so depending who you ask uh in the business world or in municipal government maybe um you know, people's thoughts on innovation as being a buzzword and uh, overly used buzzword, uh, that that's kind of the sense uh, from a lot of people's perspective. I mean, it's, it's, I think Harvard Business Review, like eight years ago or whatever, talked about the, the word being overused and everyone just needs to stop using it, right? Because it's kind of the panacea, the, the, the go-to for when you're having problems in your business to say, we just need to, <laughs> we need to innovate. innovate. We need to innovate. So, um, but yeah, it is it is crucial um, to be able to have uh, the mindset, the the mentality, uh, the attitude, and and the thought process that come when you actually do good innovation. Um, you know, it's it's difficult when your nose is to the grindstone, and I especially see this in a city hall perspective. When your nose is to the grindstone, and you've got plenty of work to do, too much work to do, and and you're just slugging away right. day in day just trying out trying to get it done <laughs> trying to get the things done that you need to get done it's very difficult to lift your head up and and take a look around right so from my perspective the value of an innovation office specifically in a city or in a company is that those are the people that have the time mm-hmm. to kind of take a look at what other people are doing and to think creatively and think critically and and explore what they're doing well in their in their company or or their office and uh, what they could improve on um, not necessarily copying what other people are doing because that's not innovation right but looking at ways to change to refresh to to rebuild um, what they're doing to improve processes and stay alive right you there's know? there's two things in there that I really picked up on mm-hmm. um, first of all is the attitude mm-hmm. um, you know you've you've heard that saying that you know what happens when a company says well that's the way we've always done it is, is there's that attitude that you can't change because that's the way you've done it. I think that's a death knell yeah. <laughs> for, oh, yeah. for any organization. And, you know, I, there's several off the top of my head I can think of that yeah. they think that way. Right. And um, so. Well, a funny thing I, I just comes to mind because it happened yesterday afternoon. I uh, I called uh, JCPenney because I, I know that they carry box springs and mattresses, right. right? Yes. And so I contacted our local store just because it just something you know i wanted to compare it versus all the nebraska furniture right. and all the other places that i've contacted and i asked them if they carried box springs and they said they did and and it took the uh, person on the phone quite a while to find the information out about the box springs but when she came back she said it was 250 dollars. i said no no i don't want to don't want a mattress a twin size mattress i just want my kids twin 
box spring. Right. And typically they're 70, 80 bucks. Right. Wherever you go. So, so she's like, nope, but $250. And I, and I sat there and I thought, you know, it doesn't make any sense to talk to her about how that's, you know, correct. Poor, poor yeah, business she's model. Just and doing, just, yes. you're, you're just doing your job and you yes. don't need to hear some guy complain <laughs> to you, but it, it's, it's interesting. Um, you know, there's a lot of bad Ted talks out there on innovation and there's, uh, uh, a lot of people with different impressions and inter- inter- interpretation of of innovation and what it means, but uh, something I heard the other day that that made a lot of sense and uh, is actually good insight is that you know say you look at uh, ice making okay mm-hmm. the the way we used to get ice to people was you would go to lakes carve it out of the ice right and right. and get big blocks <laughs> maybe store it underground in a cellar with sawdust. And you would sell off blocks of ice until it all melted, right? right? And then, and then the next step was someone was innovative, and they said, "Hey, let's build these factories and create ice in a factory and distribute it in the cities, right? right?" Which is great. And then someone said, "Hey, let's build a refrigerator and be able to offer ice in your own home, right?" right. So, the the interesting aspect of all that is that neither, typically, none of those companies transitioned from the lake ice cutting. To right, the it factory, <laughs> it was a completely new business, a, a completely new mindset. Correct. And they took off with it, and you know, they and, were successful. Yeah. And now we have Sonic Ice. Right. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, the point is, if you if you can't keep up, if you can't see the value of relooking and reconsidering what you're doing uh, in your business model or in your operations, uh, you're 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 destined to to have an epiphany one day that maybe you really need to do that. Well, and I just think um, there's nothing wrong with the way you did things when they were working and when they were effective and efficient at that time. Right. But times change no matter what you're doing and where you're at. Right. So, so, you know, uh, words are important. Words have meaning, right? Um, So in discussing with my kids last night at dinner, you know, that I was going to be coming here and talking to you. Uh, you know, we had a discussion on innovation, and my my daughter, uh, Lily, she's 13. She's uh, taking Latin, and so you uh. know, I, I used it as an opportunity to, to get her to understand the value of learning Latin. Right. And uh, and so we went over it, and you know, innovation I think comes from uh, in, uh, which is Latin for inner into, mm-hmm. and novus, which is Latin for change. So it's it's in change or into change, depending how you look at it. And so it's, you know, it's refreshing, it's changing, it's uh, revamping, it's, it's, you know, trying new things and improving upon them. Right. And uh, there's a lot of people that think there has to be a monetary value that comes with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, that's true, of course, from a, a business perspective, it's, it's valuable. The point is there has to be value in the change. And so to me, innovation is two things. It's an attitude. A mindset mm-hmm. you really do have to have an open mind you have to have a creative mind you have to be willing to look at new ways and new methods of doing things uh, it, it requires having a real critical uh, way of thinking uh-huh. and, and critical in a, in a positive way critical thinking to really look at the root causes of the problems right and uh, being creative and being positive being open and willing to listen and consider other ideas um, so it's a mindset very much a mindset and then the other thing it is is definitely it's a it's a group sport, you know, you, yes. need, you need to have buy-in 
It doesn't matter how great you are as an innovator. If, <laughs> if you can't convince Nobody's. other people of the value of it, it's, it's not going to be taking place. And so a lot of people use a lot of different words interchangeably, inventor you know, or innovator, um, you know, entrepreneur or innovator, but they're not, they're not the same. Right. They all mean different things. And uh, it, it's, it's pretty interesting when you, when you get down to the bottom of, of what it really means to innovate and really explore that. It's, it's challenging, but it's insightful. And uh, another thing I think you have to, to, to be to be a good innovator is humble. You have to have yes. humility. You know, people, people that are thinking of ways to change things tend to rock the boat. And, and you know, from the established norm and, yeah. and the comfortable stability that comes with the, with the, the old way of doing things. And, uh, you know, you bring a new idea, a new concept in. And a lot of people are risk adverse they just want to kind of distance themselves from you right <laughs> uh-huh. but if you get enough buy-in and if they start seeing that people are interested in it well shoot they were there from the beginning mm-hmm. they were there since day one and as a matter of fact they actually had an impact yes. on creating that idea absolutely they did so it takes if and and if what's important to you is ensuring that your idea or your innovation takes off and is successful uh, and that it gets the most value for the most people, then you really do have to have humility. Yes. You, you've got to sit there and, and just say, sure, yep, we worked as we a team. We all worked as we a team. We all worked as a team. Absolutely. And, and came up with the idea, so. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so side note, 13-year-old mm-hmm. taking Latin. Yeah. Where? So my wife homeschools. Okay, very cool. So because we were military uh, and we happened to sense. live in Europe at the time, uh, it was very advantageous, my job, uh, that I was doing, the things I was doing was a long day. Uh, and, and because of the operations we were involved with, yeah. it was at us AFRICOM. We were kind of busy with Libya and other things. It made a lot of sense to have homeschooled kids. And we also have, you know, four young kids. Right. So, uh, we decided to homeschool and it was great. I mean, we took advantage of every trip and made it a learning opportunity and, and, and just saw different ways of looking at things. Of course, that's a cultures. fabulous education that really not many nice. people get. Yep. Yep. So we're, we're continuing with that because it's been, it's been no, that's so awesome. So yeah. it's just funny. Um, I went to St. Thomas Aquinas and we were required to take Latin our mm-hmm. freshman year. Mm-hmm. I did not do well. Yeah. well <laughs> it is difficult, but is difficult. I do always remember. And I do say that I took Latin. I, uh-huh. I do not remember anything. But <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, going back to, you know, something you talked, touched on mm-hmm. uh, briefly as well is having an actual department. Mm-hmm. which is what you guys have yeah, at the city. We do. Um, but not, I don't think a ton of organizations have an actual team no. dedicated to innovation. So so it's interesting, you know, everything's new to me. This is my first rodeo in municipal government, right? So um, it's been very interesting learning how other cities look to innovation and how they approach it. And, and so a lot of things get wrapped up in innovation or an innovation office or chief innovation officer. I mean, there's emerging technology, you mm-hmm. know, there's data, big data, data collection, data analytics, data for decision-making, right? Uh, Cause really when you're throwing out a lot of technology and sensors, that's what you're trying to right. do <laughs> is get data to help you with decision-making. Yes. So um, it, it's been really interesting looking like the big cities, the New Yorks, the San Francisco, the Chicago's, they'll have an innovation office, you know, and I, I've been trying to look at what the best organizational construct is for it. And there really isn't like an approved solution. There is no one, you know, way of doing it that works best. So, um, but what I have seen is that when it's put into a department, a specific department, mm-hmm. you know, 
then it kind of takes on the mindset of the department. Yes. <laughs> and it's more difficult to do that cross-departmental collaboration. So to me, having an independent innovation office makes a lot of sense because you have the time to keep your head up, you right. know, like you to look about. around and then to try to collaborate, spread the wealth, spread the information. Um, one of the things we were doing from the innovation office perspective was we were having these lunch and learns mm -hmm. and just discussing emerging technologies and what they are and inviting subject matter experts in to talk about drones, to talk about counter drone technology, to talk about space-based imaging, whatever it is. And, um, and, and, and it's amazing the, you know, the, oh my gosh, you know, perspective uh, of some of the people and, and the impressions that they had that, wow, you know, didn't even think about that. It's all around me. I've, I've been noticing it, but I never thought about really what applying it to this situation yes. or how we could use it. Yes. So, so to me, to have an innovation office that's independent of a department, maybe reporting directly to leadership, makes a lot of sense. Uh, and and I think good leaders see the value of that and take advantage of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I think it's that's a good, you know, little tidbit for maybe owners of businesses out there to consider is, hey, mm -hmm. why don't we create? It mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, mm -hmm. it can be one person who's yeah. kind of heading it up and organizing. It can be. Uh, a team. Yep. So I like it. What, um, I'm bouncing around on my questions here. Mm -hmm. So how much influence do you think your military background has on your like in, in innovation initiatives? I, I, I think it has a lot. So in, and my role specifically in the military, um, were not the norm. Uh, so I, I did just less than half of my career in military intelligence. And then okay. the other jobs were focused more on space operations and something we call special uh, technical operations. So um, a lot of it was behind a green door. And okay. so it was it was unique um, technologies that were sometimes one time, you know, you let the technology out of the bag situation. So um, it was it was interesting trying to integrate those technologies into, you know, everyday operations that we were doing in the military and seeing what fit and what didn't fit. And so you had to do a lot of hard uh, question asking. Mm -hmm. You had to really think critically. You had to be creative uh, in order to be effective in how you would use it. And so, so all those things really helped me from this perspective, looking at you know integrating technologies into municipal operations, or uh, you know working with our other departments on uh, disruptive business models, and uh, you know the research that you had to do for a lot of lot of innovative technologies um it, the same sort of concepts apply here in municipal government so uh, i think it's been very valuable I, I do appreciate the time i had in the military i'm very glad to be out and and to be able to change up my clothes day to day right. and, and get and get scruffy without people looking at me weird but um yeah it's, it's it's been very applicable i think that's good um so what qualities in your opinion do truly innovative companies have so, so to me, so I talked about um, the mindset, yes. right? The mindset, the mentality uh, of being an innovative, creative, uh, critical thinking organization. Um, and then I talked about the, the, the group sport uh, mindset, right? Like it takes a group, it takes buy-in. So, so something that is crucial is for leadership, leadership to understand and value uh, the impact that can come with good innovation and and not just checking a block to say we do it mm -hmm. yep <laughs> but to, to really put some forethought into it and some to take some time i mean so i was i was put in place under the previous administration um 
basically my job fell under the city manager, Troy Schulte. Okay. And, and he announced his retirement. He's getting ready to leave here. Yep. Uh, and so now, you know, I, I look at him from his leadership perspective, right? And, and I see just how valuable the way he treats his people is uh, in that he provides so much autonomy, mm-hmm. right? He, 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 he assesses you. He gives you the benefit of the doubt, right? That you're a mature, intelligent individual, <laughs> or you probably wouldn't have gotten to where you got, right? Agreed. But he sits there and he listens, and and his mind goes a million miles an hour. And he he sits and listens, and he doesn't critique. He he asks critical questions, hard hitting questions. But he gives you the autonomy to be creative. He, nice. You know, when, when he says, you know, keep going, go for it. Right. <laughs> that that's a great thing, and it's a great feeling. Of course. Uh, you don't want someone to micromanage what you're trying to no. accomplish. Um, but so, so my point is what's important is for leadership to understand the, the role that they play in supporting innovation in supporting innovation efforts and, in, in talking about the value of process improvement, mm-hmm. right. Uh, and, and the importance of working well together with, with your different teams and the collaboration that takes place and they can foster that, right. They can encourage that in their organization. And so, um, that's something that I think is really crucial. Absolutely. To understand. And, and it's, I mean, it's very similar to culture. Like, you know, yeah. leadership has to drive the culture. Yeah. Um, and the innovation part is, is, is obviously part of that. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's usually top down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you do lead by example. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of, I feel like you kind of covered um, what leaders can do to encourage, support, and foster innovation. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your some of your plans as, as you continue to focus on innovation within the city, what do you, what do you got coming up? So, so we, um, uh, we'll probably talk about this a little later, I guess. Um, but we in Kansas city are kind of mature from a uh, smart city Mm -hmm. innovation perspective. I'm the third innovation officer in the city. Uh, and really everything kind of started when Google came into town in 2012 timeframe, uh, streetcar was put in, we took advantage of the streetcar corridor and, and, and the 54 quote smarter city blocks. Right. And so, so there were a lot of good uh, things uh, under previous administrations uh, with the previous chief innovation officers. But um, I think that as we matured as a city mm-hmm. uh, and as we really analyzed what we accomplished with uh, some of our smart city efforts, you know, we, we came to an understanding of, of the value of sensors, sensors for data collection. Uh-huh. We came to an understanding of the difficulty sometimes in using massive amounts of data, uh, getting it in the right format right. for the right people uh, with the right departments, having the right capacity to be able to use the data. Um, so, you know, it's 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 been a growing, learning, maturing process uh, from an innovation smart city, uh, if you'd like, perspective. And so that's that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, and along those lines, in partnership with our local community, mm-hmm. uh, UMKC specifically, uh, one of the key partners in this, uh, we have developed and engaged the community in developing an emerging technology board. Okay. And so this emerging technology board it, it might not sound interesting or exciting from an innovation perspective, but we were really trying to figure out how best to get uh, interdepartmental collaboration on smart city efforts and technologies 
we were looking at ways of getting in front of emerging technologies from a disruptive business model, like the scooters that showed up onto our street, you know, <laughs> corners one day. We were looking at a improved process of ensuring community engagement um, before we put any gadget or gizmo out on the street uh, to collect data. And so we, in collaboration, uh, a couple really good people, uh, you know, uh, Rick Usher in City Hall, mm-hmm. uh, Professor Tony Lapino, uh, good volunteers like Richard Kane. Um, we we sat down and and did a lot of nug work and figured out that an emerging technology board is probably the best way uh, for us to get in front of this stuff and to be effective in dealing with it. Yes. And ensuring that we spread the wealth of understanding what it can and can't do and and being honest broker on things. And so uh, uh, Mayor Lucas mm-hmm. Quint Lucas. Um, is a advocate of it and he introduced it to the city council. And so I, th- I think he sees the value in it and specifically from the community engagement perspective uh, and getting leadership to understand uh, what their options are, yeah. right? And so this this emerging technology board, I'm really hoping uh, becomes a standard and, and, and something that other cities can look to uh, to get in front of emerging technologies and be effective and, and impactful with it. Right. How much interaction, you know, you spoke about other cities and, and mm-hmm. kind of, you know, mm-hmm. looking to others and mm-hmm. I'm sure people look to Kansas city. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. much interaction do you have with outside city a leaders? Lot. Okay. A lot. I, and, and, and I don't know that I and, really and never thought of that before. <laughs> that is, um, that is one of the most, uh, effective ways to kind of gauge and get ground truth yeah. on things, especially specific smart city technologies. Um, so, you know, if, if, if another city's exploring putting in kiosks like we have around our city at mm-hmm. the uh, bus stops and the standalone kiosks, and they they want to know, you know, lessons learned, uh, recommendations, they're they're more than welcome to contact me, and they have nice, and and we have a, a discussion, an honest, frank discussion of what works, what doesn't work, what should we have done, what would we wish we had done, or right. or, or how effective is it, and how how great of a tool is it, and so you know, uh, shot spotter, whatever it is, all the technologies that, that, that we've had personal experience with, we can speak to on that. And then, so when we're looking at other technologies ourselves of uh, implementing and integrating, I can reach out and talk same to thing. people, yep. do the same thing. And it's, it's priceless. Absolutely. It's priceless. Absolutely. Um, yeah. that's, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us about the USS Kansas city commissioning ah, committee. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. So I'm, I'm going to give you a patch here. So this is the USS Kansas City oh, patch. How exciting. Thank and, you. And they're supposed to be on the warm-up uniforms of the Chiefs okay. on Sunday. Uh, we have, uh, the I think, the commander and the XO uh, and some crew members from the USS Kansas City, uh, which is a city name for, for both parts of the river, right? Kansas City, Kansas, Kansas right? City, Missouri. <laughs> uh, and it's a littoral combat ship. Uh, it's LCS-22. You can Google it and see how cool it looks. It looks like uh, like the Emperor's uh, you know ship awesome. out of Star Wars or something. But uh, it's a littoral combat ship with the name USS Kansas City, and I think it's the second ship to actually have that name. But it's undergoing sea trials right now, and so the crew's coming in in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be, I think, at Boulevard Brewing Company. They'll be at the um, um, the, the Chiefs, of course, yes. on 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 Sunday, and so they'll be making their way around. All excellent uh, stops. And, yeah, okay, good stops. <laughs> Good stops, and uh, we're looking forward to meeting them. And yes, there's a commissioning committee that's trying to get the word out. Um, and and it's interesting the things we'll be putting onto the ship uh, that remind people of their connection to the city. Yes, we want to make sure that the that the sailors on that ship feel a connection to their city 
Uh, and, and so we'll be doing that this weekend. That's awesome. Yep. That is so cool. Yep. Um, so we've come to the up down portion of mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. So give us one up, one down. So one up is that smart cities, smart city technologies still have a lot to offer, especially to, uh, cities that want to embrace change mm-hmm. and that want to, uh, get up to date. On things uh, from their municipal perspectives, how they how they operate, how they collect data for decision making, uh, there are a lot of great things that come from that. Um, the the downside, I think, of maybe smart cities, if you want to put it, is that the the glitz that often comes with uh, technology, uh, the shimmering, you know, yes. blinding your eyes, <laughs> uh, excitement Ooh, that can come with it can unfortunately lead people uh, and, and cities sometimes to commit money and resources into things that maybe maybe aren't worth that much. The good news in all that, and the, the most important thing probably to remember about innovation, is that while it comes with risk to try something new, to of do course. something different, comes with a risk, you learn from your mistakes. You can't, you can't look negatively on, on the things that you have learned right? Through hard work and, and making honest mistakes. Absolutely. It's, it's invaluable, right? So, um, that's the important thing to remember overall, but it's kind of where we're at with technology and, and, and some of the buzzwords that we hear all the time uh, in the innovation world. But yeah. Well, that's fascinating. What haven't I asked you? Is there anything out there? (laughs) We talked about the USS Kansas city. So that's why Kansas city is awesome. Kansas city is awesome. So when I was a child, I, you know, I think everyone feels this. Oh, there's nothing to do here. You know, um, and now I, I don't think I could live anywhere else. I love it. And it's just, um, it's great for entrepreneurs. Yes. Um, there's so many startups, which is exciting. Absolutely. Um, I feel like we are, you know, we are an innovative city. So it's just, there's great things happening here. So one other thing I'll mention is Innovate KC. So our startup and residence program. Okay. Uh, is just just kicked off a couple of days ago, and we've announced, and it's all online. You can get more information. Um, you know some of the specific requirements we have from a city hall perspective, uh, from the various departments. But there's also an open pitch opportunity for for local companies uh, to get in front of the city awesome. uh, and inform them on ways that they can improve their processes. Right, and uh, so that's the the reverse pitch or open pitch uh, aspect of Innovate KC. I just want to put that out there yeah. to do all the listeners. Yeah, that's awesome. Check it out. Well, thank you so much for joining you, us Gordon. today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Very good. Okay. Did you like today's topic? Like, share, and subscribe. Do you know of a company or person who's killing it in their space? Send us an email to podcast at trilogy.life. Thank you for listening. Until next time.